Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein. This is all that matters. I have to tell you, we've been hearing more and more about books being banned and complaints made against classics. And it's absolutely stunning for those of us who believe literature is a clothing that ennobles us and that believes that the creative word encapsulates and motivates and escalates our ability to be creative human beings. I'm particularly moved by the fact that the incredible inauguration poem written by the then 22-year-old Amanda Gorman, now 25. The Hill We Climb. Recently, a Miami-Dade grade school moved it out of the younger children's section of their school library because one parent complained, this is a poem that causes confusion and will indoctrinate our students. Indoctrinate in what? In freedom? In art? In dreams? In finding one's voice? I was, as many were, terribly moved by the poem when we first heard it. Um, And in 2021, and... uh, I had to go back and revisit it this week, and I I hope that we can all revisit it to see that it's the opposite of confusion and indoctrination and the absolute um, joy of living in a free country is found in the kernel of this poem, in the seed and in the spine of it. And I hope you'll agree. And I hope it will accompany you this week. Amanda Gorman writes, When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is isn't always justice. And yet the dawn is ours. Before we knew it, somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but That doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge a union with purpose, 
to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true, that even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat. But because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree. And no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That is the promise to Glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it, would destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort verily, very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption we feared at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it, we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, How could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be. A country that is bruised but whole, benevolent but bold, fierce and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens. But one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So... Let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with. Every breath from my bronze-pounded chest, we will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-lined hills of the west. We will rise from the windswept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. 
We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation and every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light. If only we're brave enough to see it. If only we're brave enough to be it. just had to sit in that moment and let these words and these ideas just sweep over me. May they sweep over you. You call this poem filled with confusion or the possibility of causing confusion. It is nothing but clarity personified. You, in Miami-Dade, you call, you call this Poem, an attempt to indoctrinate students, what? In freedom, in democracy, in believing in themselves. History has its eyes on us. She quotes Lin-Manuel Miranda from his Hamilton score there. They tweeted to one another about it. She asked him if he caught that reference, and he said he had, and then just told her, brava, brava. Yes, any young person who can be this clear and this fearless. A skinny black girl descended from slaves, raised by a single mother. Would that indoctrinate someone? In what? In possibility? When she calls on us to forge a union with purpose, to reach out our arms to one another, to seek harmony for all? Is that fear-mongering? Only the most twisted would take it so. She calls on each and every one of us to repair the breach, to seek truth, to know that democracy may be delayed, but it can never be defeated. And I hope that my friends around the world who listen in from the many places that you write in from, I hope that these ideas that are specifically specifically about, um, yeah, a phone rings. It's, it's, it's as if the, 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 uh, the phone of, of history has written and it's as if we are being called upon to bear witness sometimes. And, uh, and so I, I would ask you to, to listen again to the words of this poem and look again at what is happening when people say words such as this, creation such as this would seek to indoctrinate or in, in some way put this poem in a negative light. You may have different politics. You may disagree about various things. But the ideas in this poem seek only to elevate. And so I wanted to share this poem particularly. 
because of its last two lines. There is always light if we're brave enough to see it. There is always light if we're brave enough to be it. In what way can we be light in this week and in the coming months? What way can we bring light to our own lives, to the lives of our loved ones, to the lives of our country, our communities, to ourselves? Because it's about being brave enough to be that light. When you create a poem like this, you are that light. So kudos and brava to Amanda Gorman. Do not be turned away or swayed or despair. As sad as it is that a parent or a school community would seek to support the idea that this poem in any way pulls anyone down, confuses them or indoctrinates them in anything other than believing in themselves, in their nation, in the possibilities of tomorrow. I hope that in the coming week, you think a little bit more about the power of this poem or any to move us into the light. Because that is what art is and that is what we seek to do on this podcast. Find a bit more light. And in so doing, make our lives just a bit more bright. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein. And this is All That Matters.